Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Jake's Take with Jacob Ayesha podcast, fifth anniversary season. I'm your host, Jacob Ayesha, and a chief content producer and writer of jakesake.com, a pop culture entertainment news website. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and please subscribe. Now, if you're listening to this on any of our audio platforms, please download this episode and more episodes, and please give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. I'm thrilled to welcome this comedian here. As of this recording, he has over 5.6 million Facebook followers and 5.92 million YouTube subscribers. And not to mention, his TikTok following has 9.2 million TikTok followers, and his content on that platform has been liked 234.2 million times. So please help me welcome Brandon Ferris to the podcast. Wow. Thank you. You you don't have to stop giving me compliments. You can keep going. Whole podcast, just compliments. I like it. I'll do my best, Brandon. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you for having me on. You're, and thank you so, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for taking time in your schedule to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. I'd make any time for you. Awesome. Okay, Brandon. So let's get started. When you get interested sure. in comedy? And how did that passion evolve its desire to pursue a career in the entertainment industry? Hmm. I think I've always been into comedy. I remember as a kid, I would try to entertain um, at church and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, I've just always done it. It's just the, it's the one thing I think I'm good at, it's the, naturally. Other things I'd have to work on, but this kind of just came naturally. So I think... I've always been into it. I've always tried to cultivate being funny and, you know, studying movies like Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura, stuff like that, and trying to replicate that. Um, I honestly wasn't wanting to do YouTube when I first started. I was I was tagged in a, a challenge by my sister, uh, the cold water challenge. And I think back in 2014 or something like that. So I I, I uploaded a video just because she tagged me and I wanted to reply. And that was my first kind of comedy video that I put on YouTube. And it, it got like 75,000 views, my first video. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. But it was like 98% disliked. So I started off on a bad foot, people not really liking the content, but rest is history. I, I, I just feel like it's something I've always wanted to do. And it, it just naturally found its way in its avenue, and it just so happens to be content creation on YouTube. And you do a wonderful job creating your content. We'll talk later about the content, but I am so impressed. I gotta say, Jim Carrey is definitely a true comedy icon. The Ace Ventura movies, The Mask, Batman Forever, The Grinch even. Oh, yeah. He, and Bruce Almighty, he really knows how to steal a show. I agree. I, I, I think everyone kind of likes to imitate Jim Carrey and I'm I'm like that as well. I mean, he's top 3 for me. 
Absolutely. Jim, the combination of Jim Carrey and Robin Williams for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robin Williams is really good. It, talk talk about a natural. I think Robin Williams had it. He was born with it, had it. It was excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. And we dearly miss him. Absolutely. All right. We're not here to talk about those comedy greats. We're here to talk about you. So sure. what have been some of the challenges that you face staying in the entertainment industry? And how did you overcome those obstacles? Um, I, I think it, I'm lucky enough to be in the industry of making videos that I want to make, having my own schedule. So you kind of create your own problems, I guess. Um, at one point I was vlogging daily, which kind of, it took the entire day. You know, sometimes you don't get to spend time with your family or your kids. That's a struggle, but that's a struggle I put on myself for a period. Um, and the main one, which hopefully I'm not there yet, becoming irrelevant. I think that's something everyone worries about. Um, just realizing that your audience has outgrown your content and you haven't grown with them. I think that's a big struggle that everyone worries about, but I'm just going to do me until people don't want to watch that anymore and i'll be okay with it i agree completely it's definitely been a challenge like for me i've been i've been at this since 2011 but the podcasting since 2019 so it's definitely it's always about either a do you want to have a career like your role model my role models like for barbara walters and regis sullivan like both them bless them a blessed memory or do you want to be a flash in a pan and i rather choose the former because i want to have a long lengthy career that god willing last 50 years. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I think it took, I was doing this from 2011 as well. And it only started working around 2018. So you, you, like, you know, you really just got to put that time in and say, is it worth me doing this for eight, nine, 10 years without making money, getting noticed, getting the recognition I think I deserve uh, to eventually live that dream that I want to live where you just film in you know, or in my case, some of these bigger YouTubers. And for me, it, it was a yes. I was willing to put in that work. And your work shows, my friend, your work shows. And we got to talk about some of, some of your, some of my favorite YouTube videos from your channel. Okay. So I want to talk to you about, I'm going to, you forgot your wife's birthday on January 26, 2023. And you made a huge pancake for your wife. And though your pancake answers was 1.2 million YouTube views as of today. Yeah, I honestly I didn't think it was gonna do that well. But yeah, I did um you get caught up in life sometimes and it just happened. I went to work and I didn't say happy birthday. I immediately called her, but then I was like. And I, I'm going to do something big. And I'm not a great cook, so you saw. But it, it was received very well, so I'm happy about that. Well, sometimes we can at least sacrifice stuff. Like, for example, I know how to cook. I'm a good cook, but I'm not a baker. But, like, seriously, I think you delivered your antics to make so many people laugh. That's That's the only goal I have. That's my bio. You deserve to laugh. No matter what I'm doing, if I can make you laugh, then... Good for me. I win. Absolutely. And you and you made people were either shocked or terrified 
when you bought the world's most expensive animatronic, which was a 13 feet tall replica of a shell of First Lady Obama, First Lady Michelle Obama. $16,000. You can have it. You want it? You want it? I don't want You can have it for free. I'll drop it off at your house right now. You can have it. Please take it. It's a nightmare. Don't buy it. Really? That bad? It's awful. It, yeah, I can't move it. I have to. It's like 1,200 pounds on a pallet. I have to rent a forklift just to move it. So I have it in my front yard. And we're having all these rainstorms. And it's it's an electronic. Like the whole back end is just electronic. So it's just getting rained on at this point. I've tried to cover it. It just doesn't work. So it's a nightmare. Oh, and this is like, is this like Disney Universal quality animatronic? This is top of the line Halloween animatronic. It was the most expensive one I could find. That's... Oh, wow. And, and uh, like, I can't believe one of your, and like a mil, oh, a million point seven YouTube views for that. It definitely didn't pay for the animatronic, but it was, it was something I wanted to do for like four or five years. And I, I'm now in the position to where I could. And now I wish I wouldn't have. People seem to like it, which is the whole point. It's definitely the, it definitely in, interesting about purchases because you brought you bought some unbreakable things, and you and Cameron Domoski really tried to break tried to break them. Uh, he did a good job. He, I think, he broke everything but one thing, and that, that was the whole purpose. I went on Amazon and I I looked up everything that had unbreakable, uh, unshatter anything in the title that was promoting it's unbreakable bought all of it and cameron broke all of it with ease so false advertising on amazon watch out okay i hope that jeff bezos and company are watching this video or listening to this conversation because <clears throat> their marketing teams really need to take a heat they need to, i think they might need to to re-advertise or re go back to drawing boards i agree it made good content so maybe don't change anything all righty. So one of the things I was a little concerned about for you was you were dealing with raw a raw turkey because you used Google Translate for a Thanksgiving dinner way back in way back in 2020. Yeah, the pandemic makes you do weird things, Jacob. And raw turkey was on my list of weird things. I've messed with raw turkey quite a bit. It's gross, but you got to do what Google says. It's the rules. Uh Oh yeah. So how long were you? Were did any of you did any of the family were able to eat that or no? It was actually overcooked, if you can believe it. So I I brought it home to our friends, my wife, and I made them eat it. They they and all took a bite. No one got sick. That thank God, thank God for that. And did you watch? Did you record their, their reaction? And what were your reactions like when you told them, um, "Hey guys, I played with this turkey." Yeah, most of them spit it out at that point. I showed them what I did to the turkey, and they were kind of grossed out. But my friends and family kind of know not to take food from me anymore. I have a bad reputation, so you got to find ways to trick them. Uh, and speaking of ways of tricking, you tricked yourself into screaming. And you lost $16,000 because of that. I did. I, I'm a very confident person when I'm not around scary things. And then when I'm around scary things, confidence goes away. So doing a video where I can react to Halloween animatronics is such a fun idea for me. I love it. 
and it's just awful. It, I, I think all of them made me scream, every single one of them, and it ended up costing me over $15,000, yeah. Oh, wow. Speaking of which, I get really scared. I've told a lot of people on my podcast, especially on my Halloween episodes, um, anything with symbiote scared terrifies me. Audrey 2 terrifies me. Dark Spectre from Power Rangers terrifies me. I am not going anywhere Universal Studios, Hollywood, Universal Studios haunted mm-hmm. stuff. And if Epic, and if we go to Epic Universe with the Monsterland, the Dark Universe, I need a guide because the thing is, I do not want to be terrified. Like, I will be terrified. So I don't go to Universal Halloween Horror Nights. I don't blame you. Let's, how about we don't go together and we just don't go? Let's just stay home. Let's do that. All righty. I will. But we're going to miss Frankie, the bride, and Dracula. Oops. <laughs> it's fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have our, we'll have our family members meet them and like, okay, sorry guys. Yeah, send someone to film for us. We don't need to be there. Yeah, I agree completely. So I I definitely agree completely. So what was like after with all these videos, like that one video about making when you scream for 16, earn 16 million YouTube views. So what does it, what's your reaction when your content goes viral? Like before you, like before now, now, but like, is it, has it changed since you've had multiple videos that go viral? No, I think I, I feel the same every time so most of the time the initial reaction is really that one you guys like that one that's what you like because i never know if i knew i'd obviously make it every time and go viral every time but i don't um so i'm I'm initially shocked that the idea that went viral was that idea um and then i still it feels the same the first time i hit a million views over the moon it's just the greatest feeling. It's like um, getting acknowledged for something that you worked really hard on. And I, I still feel that. So if a, a video goes viral now, yeah, I feel I feel really good about it. I feel acknowledged. And I, I think the, the moment that that goes away and I don't feel that anymore is probably when I'll, I'll probably step away. But I definitely still feel it. And that's amazing to hear because I hear... So many people say it's nothing, but now to hear that feeling and the hearing from you, that's incredible. And I got to say, good for you for acknowledging that because a lot of people, when they see those numbers, their fame goes and their ego goes through the roof, it feels like. I agree. I think that's something I always try to keep in check is my ego. I I understand that you do grow, you, you become kind of separated now that, you know, every video gets a million, but it used to be every video gets 200 views. But you ha- you have to be grateful where you are, uh, no matter what. So I was grateful when I was making $3 a video, because that would pay for my energy drink for the video. And now I, I make enough to, you know, afford my beautiful home. But each step of the way, I'm, I'm grateful for what I make the views I get. And I, I try to remain humble. And try to try to keep my ego in check and not say, oh, I'm better or I'm above this or something like that. I try to remain down here. Like it can all go away. This can all be gone tomorrow. So I agree. And like the thing is, I think you've definitely taken, you've definitely inspired a lot of people and a lot of creators, and not to mention a fact a lot of fans. So could you describe seeing the evolution of your fan base? 
Um, I, I like to think I have a very unique community. Um, I, I started out when I was homeless. I was living in my car in LA, and I really focused on community. That was that was the main focus, and so I, I would get to know people personally, and you know, with meet and greets and getting to meet them in person, and even now. My goal is I want to know a million people. So that's been my goal. I want to know. I want to say, how's your dog? How did surgery go? I want to know a million people that way. So I think my community has, hasn't really shifted. It's just deepened. So from when I was in my car, I still have those people. And I have people coming in, watching different styles of videos. Don't know that I was homeless. But I like to engage with my audience and my community and build that deep connection to where I can know about you and you don't just know about me. So that's my goals moving forward, I think, is continuing to deepen my communication and my understanding of my audience. And I applaud you for that. And I really respect you the way that you have built your career and you how you overcome so much. So I want to give you your kudos, Brandon. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate it. And I'm just so proud of you because you went from one of the most extremes to living situations in our country, that our country knows, and our planet knows. And you built, and you built, and you got out of it, you came out of the dark, and you found that light. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to distinguish between the two of, you know, falling into hard times and then becoming homeless. Mine was very, I chose to be homeless. for the sake of achieving this. I knew this was a possibility, but I knew I had to give up a lot, a home and all that comes with it in order to reach that. So I could have got a place, I could have got roommates, I could have done this, but I wouldn't have learned what I learned. I, I wouldn't have been able to afford, you know, the improv classes or the acting classes I took which I think all helped me get to where I am now, which makes looking back on everything worth it. And you, and that's why you are probably one of the best YouTubers when it comes to content creators of my, of our generation. I appreciate that. Because the thing is I've, I've stumbled on your videos and it's very, and I really enjoy them. Some of them like terrified me, like, but also some of them like you doing stuff to help out your family. Like even though you're not a good baker, you made your wife her birthday pancakes. I am not a good baker. You are correct. <laughs> but the thing but is, I do you try. Just, yeah, I, yeah, I, but you do. And the thing is that brings you a lot of joy and you bring a lot of joy to this world. That's the goal. That That's all I'm here for. Nothing more than to make people laugh. I agree. And that's the best feeling. I hope so. Cause that's all I'm doing. <laughs> all righty. So we got, I got to talk to you about like, has your creative. So like, besides the content going viral, besides that, has your, like, has it, has, sorry. Now the interview gets hung time. <laughs> no worries. All right. So now what I was about to say is as we did debut new social media platforms, besides you first, it was, Facebook and YouTube. Now we have Twitter and now Instagram and TikTok are dominating the conversation. So how do you make sure that your content 
different is similar or differentiates between those platforms? I think it all comes down to your priority. So um, it mine shifts quite a bit. At first it was Facebook. Facebook was number one. Everything I did was for Facebook. And then it would get dispersed throughout the other platforms. And then when I started noticing YouTube was kind of becoming the forefront for me, then the focus became YouTube. And then TikTok rolled around and I realized I couldn't just upload my videos. Um, you, you start to realize, you know, what works. And so now my priority is TikTok. And, you know, just practicing uploading little clips here and there, finding what they like, and then doing those things in my long form you know, for YouTube and Facebook, mainly for the sake that I can clip it and put it on TikTok so it'll go viral. So for me, right now, my priority is YouTube, long form content for the sake of being able to clip those things down and put them on short form. So I don't, I don't make content for TikTok. I don't make content for Instagram. I make it for YouTube. And then from there, hopefully, I have something good enough to put on those platforms. So I think eventually one day it'll shift and my priority will be short form and I will make videos purposefully for short form. So that's kind of how I differentiate the two. Um, but I, I, if you can do it, make content for long form and make content separately for short form. I just, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. I don't have it to be completely honest with you. I don't have the bandwidth. I rather do long form is so much better, but like, is there like with, with and long form takes me more time than, and I, but, but does it, does long form take you more time than short form or do you prefer doing long form back to short form? Um, Right now, I, I have hired someone to clip my videos for short form. So I don't spend any time doing short form right now myself. I do all long form. I do the editing, the filming, the, the uploading. I do everything for that. Um, but long form, it does take a lot longer for me, but it's a lot easier. If I had to sit down and make a short form video for TikTok, I, I'd find it, but it, would, it wouldn't be as easy and it would probably take me a little more time. Totally understand that. I totally understand that as a content creator. So we got to talk about dream. Have you had any dream collaborators? Is there like a wish of like sponsors or like it or like collaborators? And who would you think would help you grow your channel? And also who would bounce incredible ideas off you? Uh, I get asked this a lot. Um, I don't have dream brands. I up until recently just started working with brands. I'm not a big fan of doing sponsored content. Um, I do it when I need to, but I like the content to be the content and nothing to, you know, distract from the content. With collaborations, I've done a few and I, I don't have any dream collaborations either. I, I feel like I work well with myself. I work well with Cameron and I'm very, in my energy, I have to I have to work with my energy. And I know if I'm with someone I don't know, my energy will be off. And I, you know, jokes won't flow and I'll, I'll feel nervous. So anytime I do a collaboration, if somebody needs me, my goal is always to 
no matter what, make their video the best video they've ever made. So just to show up for them without anything in return. So I don't think of collaborations as like an equal thing. I think of it as 100% I'm going to help you. And I'm, I'm just an extra in your video to make it better. So not a, not a fan of collaborations. That just probably my social anxiety, but maybe someday. So I don't, I don't really have anyone in particular. And believe I under, I totally understand. We're all different. We're all unique. Like for example, I try to every year I do a podcast for the by myself, and in all honesty, it doesn't go well. Really? Like the end of the year, it's like the end of the year. It feels so. Mm. I'm uncomfortable when it's just myself. Like with I when I have guests, like you or like you or like every any of my guests that have come on my multiple podcasts, I enjoy having because we bounce ideas off of each other. I love that. Yeah, we're we're completely different then because <laughs> I don't work with anybody, and I, I feel very comfortable and confident filming in front of a camera by myself. And we are all grateful for you, Bryn, for all the incredible content. Well, thank you. I'll keep trying. Awesome. So I want to start winding down our conversation. So a lot of what I've been hearing a lot on my on news reports is a lot of people that are in elementary to high school always want to be a content creator or want to be a YouTuber for their career once they're done with their education. So if you had the opportunity to meet with some aspiring creators you want to have and build a brand that eventually finds success, what advice you share? The hardest part of being a creator is starting. And everyone hates to hear that because they want, they expect to hear the secret sauce. Like, what's that thing? And there's no thing. It is turn the camera on, film, upload that, realize what worked, what didn't, do it again tomorrow. And then continue to do that until you're done doing that and then retire. And that's it. That's all it is. There's, there's minute details here and there. Consistency and growing is number one. That's all it is. Just start. If, if you're making excuses of I don't have the right camera or you know, I'll wait till January. I'll wait till Monday. I got to wait to do this. I'm going to write this. Realize you probably won't start because that's it's a big excuse. You may start, but you may not see it through. So you really got to want it because it's not easy. As you know, Jacob, we, I mean, we were doing this eight, nine, 10 years. I would get 50 views on a video eight years later. That's hard. You got to really want something, but there are people out there who do want it. There are people out there who are striving. And to those people, I have no, no advice. You're already doing the right thing and you will succeed if you continue to do it. And, uh, and Brandon, that is perfect advice. I hope everyone that wants to be a creator goes and re rewinds the last couple of, couple of minutes because Brandon just gave you some incredible knowledge. I hope. Alrighty, final question. Are you ready? Ready. Alrighty, Brandon. Where can my audience find you and your content? I'm Brandon Ferris everywhere. I take the username anywhere I can. So it's the same everywhere. Any platform, I'm Brandon Ferris. Awesome. So guys, have you missed an episode of the Jake's Take with Jacob Ayesha podcast? Visit our channels on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Spotify, and Spreaker. Jake Sink with Jacob Elyashar, J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R. 
are you on social media? Because I'm on social media too. Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Jacob Elliott, J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R. And guys, want to check out what happened during Who Won America's Got Talent Fantasy League? What's going on with the Masked Singer? Want to see all my new music reviews? All my other interviews? Visit jakes-shake.com, the website that started all, jakes-shake.com. Brandon, thank you so much for taking time of your schedule to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. You are one awesome person and one incredible content creator. Keep on doing you. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for having me on. Anytime you want me on, I'll gladly come back. Awesome. And guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, goodbye.